is going on everybody? My name is Cotter Lawler. Welcome to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Here to Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? Connor, this might be the most important episode we've ever done. Mm. Uh, because, not to give any spoilers out, but yeah. possibly the biggest trailer of the millennium dropped over the weekend. We live in a society, Sean. <laughs> we do indeed, and thank mm. God it's this one. And we've been talking for like months, it feels like, about this Snyder Cut. And then, all of a sudden, Valentine's Day. I'm minding my business, Sean. You know me, crying into a corner on Valentine's Day. That's my natural <laughs> annual thing. But then, it's your tradition. <laughs> it's my tradition. <laughs> um, but then I look at my phone, and it just pings a little bit. I look at it, Zack Snyder, new trailer drops. And I think, oh, that won't lead to discussion tomorrow. Definitely not. <laughs> No, I'll just, I'll bypass that, enjoy my Valentine's Day in the corner, and maybe we just won't talk about it on Monday, but no, I insisted. So we are going to be talking all things Justice League later on in the episode, that'll be our main event, Sean, because um, we do have lots of other news this week, a lot of comic book stuff, but also stuff not involving comic books that might surprise you in the natural movie world these days. Yeah, I'm um, surprised that anything isn't about comic books these days. <laughs> yeah, wait, everything is not about my hobby. We would not have fared well in 2001. <laughs> oh, the dark like, days. <laughs> movies were like, comic books are for idiots. <laughs> it's just like, you have X-Men, that's fine, I guess. But after that, get out of here. Yeah, so Sean, what we're going to do this week is we're going to start off with a movie that... So we're ending on the trailer about Justice League. But I'm going to start this week with, I think, a worse idea for a film. Interesting that you assume mm. that I think Justice League will be bad. That's but actually, no one. I'm putting words in your mouth. Oh, correct <laughs> but, words, but we'll get to it. Mm, we'll get to them. So here we have, Sean, the first news story of the week. And that is, new face-off movie is a direct sequel and not a reboot as previously taught, Sean. Oh my God. So <laughs> we reported on this story originally and we were thinking, what's the point of remaking it because yeah. it would just be the same story and we've seen it well that's the argument we have for all reboots to be fair but to be fair. Uh, a, a sequel to face off a direct yeah. sequel direct sequel to face off in you know ev- everyone knows face off is a bit of a cult classic i should say it gets some love here on the show due to the fact that it's sometimes it's i mean it's nicholas cage in the 90s you can't go wrong. It's it's going to be batshit insane, but um, it's it came out I in shot nineteen ninety seven. So this is Oscar winner Nicolas Cage. This was one of his biggest highest moments. <laughs> is this possibly the peak? Shall we say? <laughs> Travolta. Everyone knows it's Greece, but this for Cage, this was highest, right? And so it came out. Of course, if anyone doesn't know, um, it's all about how they have to swap faces. Basically, and they take one guy's face off one and put it on the other guy. <laughs> and then they take the other guy's face off himself and put it on the other guy. <laughs> yes. And then they use that to infiltrate, like, to infiltrate a criminal facility. Yeah, some kind yeah. of vague. Because I think there's a bomb. Involved. Is there a bomb? I yes well yeah, yeah it was a movie in the 90s of course there's yeah, a bomb yeah there, and there's like a timer obviously so are we going to be following Travol well no because one of them dies and it because of the face situation it's hard for me to remember <laughs> who dies <laughs> Um, but they have brought in um, the director of the upcoming Godzilla vs. Kong um, and he is going to be writing uh, the new tr- Adam Wingard <clears throat> and he he's going to be the writer-director of this project so he's currently doing Godzilla vs. Kong and he has come out and told us that uh, previously everyone just assumed well they're just probably just going to redo Face Off again because they redo every movie these days but he has confirmed that instead it will be literally a direct sequel that could mean the original characters will return. But I'm 
Again, Connor, I'm fairly sure I think Nicolas Cage died. Nicolas Cage does die, but I suppose he can come back with like a twist ending. Well, they could have just saved his face, I suppose. Mm, You put his face on somebody else. Kind of a Game of Thrones scenario. Exactly, the faceless men. But you do that with Nicolas Cage. You have face-off 1 until 99. Every movie is Nicolas Cage's face. Somebody else getting up to some hijinks. Do you... Do you think that the novelty of two men swapping faces might not hit as hard in, you know, probably 2024 when this comes out as it did back in 1997? You know, that's a very good point, Sean. I hadn't considered the fact that this, ultimately, the peak of technology in 97, the the CGI of one man's face, and then ultimately they just play different people um, in a meet-the-parents kind of situation. I just think... Or sorry, the parent trap. I should say not meet the parents, but I just I just think that it might yeah it might not hit in the same way due to the fact that people are kind of like okay that's weird. <laughs> yeah, because and also like at that time, you know, you get Travolta and Nick Cage. They were two of the biggest actors of the late nineties. Yes. Like in order, wh- what? Who do you need to get to have that happen now? Hmm. Hmm. Um, yeah, who... But I suppose they don't have to look alike in any way. No, because they're swapping faces. That's fine. You, you, well, you get Chris Hemsworth and Chris Evans. Ooh. See, I think... I I would go, like, two very different uh, bills. Of, and look, let, let's, uh, let's assume it's two male actors they're picking. I would get, like... To be honest, I want Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill to do it. <laughs> is this the next sequel? Like, this is, this could veer off into a whole different franchise. It, it could face off into a whole different face franchise, Face off, Connor. indeed, yes. The, like, because, no, what I want, like, I just think it would be more interesting to watch two actors of very different, well, actually, Jonah Hill's jacked now, but. Arnie and of, Danny DeVito. A very oh, interesting. Mm, get the, mm, get now, the twins 90, group. To back be fair, together. in '97, that also would have absolutely hit. <laughs> oh, uh, seeing Devito act like Arnie and Arnie act like Devito. <laughs> I could. I would watch that movie. I would also watch that movie. Yes, but it would be it would be fucked because it would be Arnie acting like Danny Devito acting like Arnie. For yes, the, for the effects to work. Well, that's why you need to bring in a great actor like Nicolas Cage, because he's Oscar winner. They were thinking about, they were like, this is a pretty big ask. We're going to need the best. Have you seen the episode of Community where they try and figure out if Nicolas Cage is a good actor or not? Yeah, that, that is exactly. Yes, <laughs> and they go mad. It, they go insane just because he's the most complicated character. But shall do you bring Travolta and Cage back? I don't... I don't know. I think Cage would come back. I think he's at that point where he's just fucking doing anything. He doesn't Wasn't care he anymore. in, like, a weird alien film? Like, with ninjas? I I can guarantee... I think someone looks this up, but either this year or there's a trailer that's already come out, but he's an ancient samurai and aliens have come to Earth and he's fighting them, was his last film. It's called Jiu-Jitsu? Jiu-Jitsu, uh, <laughs> yes! What the actual fuck? This poster <laughs> looks like it's from the same era. Face it's off. the best! <laughs> what is going on here? And Travolta's face doesn't even move anymore. How are you going to get that off? That's like a piece yeah. of cement. What's Travolta done recently? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. <laughs> that was a... What is it good for <laughs> reference? <laughs> Uh, oh, the, 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 look, you go to John Travolta's Wikipedia, it's career, then it's personal life, then it's a whole bunch of allegations. Oh, good. Oh, good. That's all, That's what you want. You want the wiki it, to be split. So I think he hasn't been in a... Oh, sorry. His his filmography Gucci? is a whole other. Or, what Gucci? was that called? What was it called? Uh, Gotti. Gotti. Gucci. <laughs> sorry, I'm very big on brands. The story of Gucci. 
Um, I just think, you bring the two of them back, I mean, what can you do? Nicolas Cage is busy being a samurai fighting aliens. He's not up to much. Travolta, he's clearly he's not up to much. He's Bolt. Sorry, yeah, he's pretty big on that franchise. But you bring the two of them back in, I w- would you watch a face-off sequel? Out of morbid curiosity, I think I would. And I think that'll be the market of this film. I don't think it'll be good, but I think it'll be interesting to see what they do. Surely it makes way more sense commercially to just do a reboot. I See, I don't even... I think a reboot would do less well than the sequel. I think the okay. sequel has a bit of... Oh, how how would they do that? I think like that element would play very well in a sequel. Whereas if it's just, oh, it's face-off, but with different actors, then... Like there's, there, there's you, not. I suppose re- you have like, um, Nicholas Cage has a son in the film, like he grows up, and he could you know find out that his dad once had a different face, and he's like, I'm gonna fuck John Travolta up. And and it's a revenge story. Yeah, a revenge story. Yes. But he wears his father's face to freak John Travolta out. <laughs> freak him out, exactly. But he's like looking at like this technology from '97 is it's very behind the times. Do you think that they're like developing, like you know, deep fake and all that kind of stuff? Yes. Disney have their own version of that that they're working on. I fully believe this film is going to be like a test for that. Oh, okay. So kind of like a Gemini Man scenario. But with like different actors, maybe they do bring them in, but maybe also they don't have to. Right? Maybe. I mean, deep fake is going to kill us all eventually. So let's just let it start off. What better company to go with than Disney? They'll never do anything bad with it. Control, I say. I'm all about monopolies. Let them have that technology. More of a trivial <laughs> pursuit, man, myself. <laughs> but, yeah, Sean, they are going to be doing a deep fake sequel, not a reboot. So, a deep fake sequel? Sorry, a face off. Deep fake two. <laughs> deep fake two. Deep faker. Deep personal. Um, but deep harder. <laughs> deep harder, of course. But um, I may, we may move on because from that bad idea for a movie that we're starting off with, Sean, we're moving on to something that I read and I thought, surely not, because it evolves Doctor Strange into the multiverse of madness that we know is going to be one of the next few Marvel movies they're going to be putting out. And it's yeah. also said to be a bit of batshit weirdness. Now, currently One Division is on Disney Plus, also being batshit weird. But Doctor Strange is meant to up it a little again. I mean, it's called the Multiverse of Madness. Rumoured to arrive in the Doctor Strange film, Sean, is a character that I read the name of this comic book character I thought, there's not a hope I have ever even heard of this character. But Sean <laughs> may have. And that is, the, the news this week is that Rintra, the magical minotaur, is to arrive in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Now, Sean, that sentence shouldn't really be said by any human, but who is Rintra, the magical minotaur? Okay, first of all, I just want to say this. Rintra is an absolute legend. I love him. Uh, <laughs> he's a, he's a good minotaur. guy. He's a good guy. Um... He's 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 a sorcerer basically. He's a sorcerer um, who works with. He's like an apprentice kind of deal. Basically, the dude who made you know Doctor Strange's cloak. Yes. The dude who made that, Rintra is his apprentice. Um, and that and they live like in an another dimension whole scenario thing, um, and Rintra's as you can imagine is a minotaur. He also has a, a, quite a good grasp of the mystic arts uh, of magic. Um, well, he's a magical minotaur. It's in his name. Absolutely. He's half mm. magical. <laughs> he's half and, magical. Um, he is... He, like, he, he, he's, he's at a certain level right now. It's been said he could be as powerful as Doctor Strange one day. Uh, right. As and, like a Sorcerer Supreme scenario. Why I bring this up is because news like this... 
um, I see as more like a building block. So with everything going on with Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, you have all these random news stories and it's kind of our job to bring them to the listeners, kind of throw them all in together so we can kind of get a, a bit of an overview of what exactly they're trying to do in this Multiverse of Madness film. And so the inclusion of a character called Rintra and the Magical Minotaur kind of leads me to believe they're going in a way that might be a little out there. Yeah, now, one of the main stories in Rintra, with Rintra, is that basically Doctor Strange's body is severely damaged and he astral projects into Rintra's body and, like, controls him and fights through the magical Minotaur. I think that's the way they're probably going to go with it, um, to get a bit more, like, hand-to-hand combat in a Doctor Strange movie. Um, but it is balls to the wall crazy and importantly he operates out of another dimension um, which so how would they be get there Sean some kind of oh I don't know portal <laughs> portal maybe you have to open up some sort of multiverse to get there that's, that's madness Connor <gasps> wait a minute <laughs> write that down someone write that down fucking hell I think we've nailed it um, we, ne- we nearly lost that guys I, I <laughs> I think in the, what we're seeing with this Doctor Strange film is that they're going to be including more and more just mad characters or random characters from all these areas. Because like Doctor Strange as a character himself is probably, he's known, but I wouldn't say he's like, he's not Spider-Man or anything like that level. He's probably a little lo- below or along the same lines as Iron Man before Iron Man the movie came out, which is to say that like not very high. But with that comes the fact that all of his characters that are like characters alongside him or villains that he faces, not a lot of people are going to know these characters. So you're introducing all of these characters for the first time on the big screen. It is probably going to be a bit weird to try and introduce a magical minotaur halfway through. But then again, there's a film that has a talking tree and a talking raccoon in it. Yeah, so like any we've said this before, anything can work if you just put the put the effort in beforehand um and, and, and ease the audience into it or sometimes just drop them in. People love Korg for that reason. Um like Rintra I imagine would be a much more kind of serious character. Um but I do think that um they're probably going to need some kind of mini team by the end of the movie to fight the big bad. You know, um, yeah. Wh- whoever the big bad is, because Spider Man is in this film as well. Um, now the big bad could be Elizabeth Olsen playing uh, Scarlet Witch, which, or as Doctor Strange tries to rein her back in, and he's the only one powerful, powerful enough to do it. Is is this before or after Spider Man? So Tom Holland is on the cast list for this film, but I don't know if he's like going to come in at the very, very end. Or if his shit has already gone on with all the Spider-Men and he's kind of coming in as well. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the like timeline is. Because they're all is. interconnected. Yeah, yeah, the, a speci- like those three are confirmed, and and we've known about the tie-in between WandaVision and Doctor Strange for a very long time. That was announced <laughs> quite long ago. So I imagine whatever the reveal is at the end of WandaVision, whoever is the quote-unquote bad guy, um. Mm that would be the villain of Doctor Strange. I and imagine Strange, there could... Strange and Wong aren't powerful enough to defeat him on their own, so they need to start bringing in other magicians or other wizards from different Sorcerers. dimensions. Sorcerers from yeah. different dimensions. Yeah, I can imagine they go around asking all of the Sorcerer Supremes from all of the different universes, um, like, help us. You could have a Deadpool 2 situation where everyone's trying to try out for a team. That could work. That could work. But I imagine they would be met with a lot of no's um, as opposed to just having a load of people show up to them because some of the sorcerers would probably be like, oh, I'm not getting involved with this. And then Strange would have his big thing of like, oh, no, it's every universe is at stake here. Like it's the the multiverse is dead. Nobody currently right now knows who the villain in um, One Division is. Or who's going to come out of that as the main villain. Now, it could be Scarlet Witch who's gone full mad. Or it could be a character that we've been rumoured to be talking about. And we did a Hero Zero on that was Mephisto. Now, 
you could definitely see the bit where Doctor Strange goes around to all these different wizards and is just like, join our team. And they're like, who are you against? Mephisto. Yeah, I'm out. Because that guy's going to fuck <laughs> us all up. <laughs> going to be a no from me, dog. That's, go- that's going to be a strong no from me, dog. Because we discussed Mephisto on Hero Zero and he is a 7 in all categories out of 7 other than intelligence where he's a 6. So you do not want to come up against him because he will kick the shit out of you. No, like he's functionally like omnipotent like he can do anything so you're gonna need some real good magic to beat and, that and then, i would e- say even if it is scarlet witch she's also fairly unbeatable <laughs> as a character yeah i like the, like especially and without spoiling anything like we've seen that character's power grow um from their time in the mcu so yeah, but even like, even if you don't look at one division, like she fought off Tados and was destroying the Mind Stone at the same time. Yeah, like she is a force to be reckoned with. Um, so if that's someone who's and and if you follow how like her comic book powers, in that case, you need a lot of help to take her mm. down. So so this is probably the first of many introductions to all these weird and wonderful characters in the Doctor Strange world. Is kind of what we're saying here. Yeah, and I love that they're going full mental with this because it, it, it would be boring if all of the sorcerers were just monks, you know. If they were all just Wong, I know. I mean, I love Wong. Look, we, Actually, we no, I would, I would watch a movie with Wong. <laughs> I would. Oh, if they gave Wong his, Wong his own series, <laughs> give him his own series. Everybody else has one. Everyone else has Wong. <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> So, everybody loves Wong is the name of it. I would watch that. Um, so, so we're going to move on to our next piece of news. Now, this is involved with Marvel in a loose way because it involves the Russo brothers, who are, of course, famous for Avengers Endgame and such. But they have moved on to a different part of Disney, and that is Disney's live-action remakes of animated movies, Sean, that you love. Mm, I'm, I'm, no, I think I'm against them. I think I'm going to actually come out and say I'm against them. You said you were against the Pinocchio film and the yep. live-action Lion King and the live-action uh, Beauty and the Beast. Um, yeah, Lilo and Stitch, don't forget that one. Lilo and Stitch, um, Hunchback of Notre Dame that we had a few weeks yep. ago. Don't uh, like that. No, they all seem to be fair movies that you would rather just watch animated again. But they're going to be redoing a live-action Hercules shot again. Because I suppose The Rock did one already a few years ago. But Disney's live-action Hercules will, in fact, will spawn a decade of stories Have the Joe Russo has confirmed during the week. Right. Okay. Now, they are producing this project, and they yeah. say that it is still in development, but they are working on, basically, Disney hopes to build a franchise... Out of Hercules, the live-action films. <sighs> right, okay. Look, <laughs> here, here's the thing. They d- what they did with Milan, and look, Milan mm. was not very successful, yeah. but they more closely followed the original like legend uh, of Milan. Now, uh, look, in terms of storytelling, the Greek myths and legends are pretty amazing. So live action adaptations of them, I understand. I can get, I can get behind that. A live a- just following Hercules and his friends, slightly less interesting to me. And by mm. slightly, I mean a lot less. See, this kind of puts us in a difficult position because we know that the Russo brothers are very talented human beings. Um, I don't know how they are still walking after the stress of doing all of those movies over the years, um, but <laughs> fair folks to them. And they have not gone wrong, or gone too far wrong recently. So they are producing this, so they're not directing it outright. But they are on brand to be, are on board to be producing it. And they also have the writer of Wonder Woman uh, 1984 and the writer of Shang-Chi. So that's the, Dave Callahan is the writer of both those projects. He's going to be writing the, the film, and they're going to be doing a live-action movie of an animated... It's a live-action CGI hybrid of a remake, a remake of a popular Disney film, which is a sentence that I feel I've said way too many times over the last year and a half. But they're doing another one with people that we like behind it. This puts me in a situation where I don't like it. 
Yeah, it's it's very similar to the feelings I had when we said that Edgar Wright was going to be doing a sequel to Baby Driver 2. Or to Baby mm. Driver. Uh, like, that's... I, I don't know how I feel about that. I like to believe the good faith I have in the in the people making it. And that, you know, it'll still be a good product. But we've seen companies before bank on like, oh, it's going to be... We're going to make seven of these Harry Potter films. Uh, these Fantastic Beasts movies are going to be the new franchise. You don't, you don't want to say outright, we're making a franchise. I always feel like that is a big red flag. Yeah, like, I like, here's the idea. We do a bunch of connected films. Not, here's our new franchise. Mm. Because you're going, and, and this is a, this feels like a very wanky statement to say. Every statement you say does, Sean. Don't oh, worry. thanks very much. Appreciate <laughs> it. But especially concerning like the MCU and Disney and the blockbuster films as they are. But like when you go, when you say, "Oh, I'm here to make a franchise," you don't really care about the film anymore. Mm. You just want more of them. Yeah, and you want to end it with like a follow up, so it always has to end on a cliffhanger. So you're not just making one film. Yeah, there's no satisfaction for the viewer. Uh, there's always something left to come. Mm. Um, but yeah, so they are going to be doing a live-action Hercules movie again, I suppose. As as I said earlier on, The Rock had wanted like I think that was twenty fourteen maybe, and that was reasonably that good. was alright. It was yeah. alright. Like you could watch it. It was pretty decent. But now I think they're going like all in because they're remaking everything. So they're going all in on a Hercules project that they hope maybe it's going to get to the point where they do a live-action team-up film, Sean, involving some people. Uh, 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 uh. Hang on. Wait. Connor. Have you played God of War? Yes. What if they do a... a, Because Sony are out to make video game movies now. Oh, shit. What What if they do the ultimate crossover and God of War kills all of the live action Hercules characters? Hmm? And finishes with Hercules. Yeah, Kratos comes in and just rips his skull out of his chest somehow. <laughs> and all the kids are like, this is a bit different. <laughs> I don't know about this one. This is weird. You got nine more years of films, kid. <laughs> and every single one is just him coming back and Hercules like, guys, it's okay. I'm alive. It's like, no, you fucking don't. It's just a series of Mortal Kombat style finishers. <laughs> but... Uh, on Hercules for uh, oh I don't, if I had to pick a number a hundred and forty five minutes yeah uh, uh, well, I, if, <laughs> why go so big why go to the two and a half hour one I just I, I feel that there's enough content there the the legend of Hercules is so rich and diverse but I feel you can kill <laughs> but once him. he's dead the sequel surely is shorter what. Connor, you've not played God of War. There's yeah. always more killing. There, but if you're killing the same guy, surely it's going to slow down on the whole story. Oh, you would think, but I think you, you kill Zeus twice. Okay, sorry. No, you're right. <laughs> um, it's always good to bet the second time is always way sweeter. Oh, I bet, you, oh. I bet you'll get him again. Because <laughs> you get to try all the stuff you forgot in the first killing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Jean we're going to move on from a Hercules live action remake to another idea for um, a casting choice Sean that we felt actually we never even considered it because we, we've we been talking a lot about Keanu Reeves and he's yes. he's popped up here and there for Marvel have wanted to get him in for a long time because Keanu Reeves he never ages if you get him in once you could have a 10 year franchise he looks the same it's absolutely fine um, but they wanted apparently Sony were also in talks with Keanu Reeves for the role of Craven the Hunter, the Spider-Man villain. Sean, shit. God, yes, that's what, good. What are your thoughts? I love it. Of course, I love it, Connor. Yeah, but I have bad news. He's not. Ha- he's not gotten it. He has reportedly passed on the he's Spider-Man done. villain role. Maybe he doesn't want to be that particular villain. I see. Mm. It would be. Look, it would be interesting to see him uh, as Craven the Hunter. Um, but I just like to see him in a comic book role. I think I don't think I'm. 
I'm married to that idea. Um, so I'm not super disappointed because I, he, like Marvel has this rotating door of actors who are always in talks to play characters. Um, so I'm sure we'll see him at some point in the future. And and I thought Carol Urban would have been more perfect. Carol Urban is pretty spot on. I, I think um, if you're going to cast Craven the Hunter and you don't cast Carol Urban, um, I, I feel like you're missing a trick. Because even his voice is just intimidating. You're thinking of the boys, aren't you? <laughs> I'm thinking of the boys, yes. <laughs> yeah, I would like Carl Urban. Joe Manganello would be very good as well, I think. See, he's already locked in his um, Deathstroke. Is he, though? <laughs> mm, actually, no. I take that sentence back. He is not locked in as Deathstroke. Yeah, no. He would be great as Craven the Hunter as well. How old is Joe Mag- Manganello? Is he 50? I feel he's. Uh, how old was he in Spider-Man? I suppose Keanu Reeves is like 50 as well. How, how old is Carol Urban? 40? Mangan- Manganello is 44. Okay. That's that's young enough to be that's about the say, that's... that's about the age he looked in Spider-Man 1. Yep, Carol Urban, 48. Jesus! Okay. Yeah, he's looking well for 48. He's looking well for 48. And Keanu Reeves, uh, it, it just says infinity. <laughs> Just question mark. Nobody fucking knows, man. Uh, no, Keanu Reeves is fifty six. Okay, okay, but could you see? See, Sony are just desperate to get this Sony Spider Verse kind of thing going, so they're just trying to cast all these characters, and they've got a Craven the Hunter movie in the works. They're now trying to cast him. Who would you out of those three? Would Joe be your first choice? I see you've said Carl Urban and I think mm. that's very good. I think I think he's got the mean like the gruffness and the meanness to him. Like he looks like a man who lived in the wild for a decade. No offense, Carl. No offense. <laughs> Just really quickly. <laughs> but also like if you bring if if we have this Spider Man crossover, it's gonna bring the whole Flash Thompson thing up for debate. Uh, oh so, yeah yeah I suppose I especially if they're going into the Spider-Verse kind of area where like Tom G- um, Andrew Garfield's coming back and all that like are, are all the Peter Parkers are coming back from all the different universes that you're kind of like isn't that Flash Thompson that's weird that's very weird but why no, is he craving the hunter everyone will think it in the theatre mm, exactly. um, everyone in, I maybe think... me and you <laughs> <laughs> we'll stand up excuse me folks folks that's flash um, <laughs> i don't like this that is flash for me forever <laughs> i think and he's like older than the teacher in the first film yeah he is like that's a fact um i think carol urban would be my pick out of those three um because i i want keanu reeves to be like some something more magical. Like I, I'd love him to be Ghost Rider. That'd be class. Oh yeah. See, Keanu Reeves. Uh, what the news here is that Keanu Reeves has passed on that role. But it tells us two things. One, all these studios are kind of going around Keanu Reeves, trying to trying to recruit him because he's a big name. He's also starring in Matrix Four later this year. So. They want to get him in. He's he's going to come hot off the fact of Matrix 4. They, and so they're like, right, let's get him in. He's John Wick. He's Neo. He's got to be cool. We'll bring him into our superhero world. And he said he's kind of open to that idea. But then this also tells us the Sony are very much trying to find a Craven the Hunter ASAP. Because they need to get this universe going. Yeah, I'm... Like... I, I'm worried about Sony doing Craven the Hunter. Um... I'm worried about all the Sony villain movies. I'm, I'm worried really. about Sony. I'm worried about Sony. I hope they're okay. <laughs> Until that God of War movie comes out, I won't sleep soundly. But <laughs> Have you been playing God of War? I love God of War. God of War is class. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, I, I, I feel like they're going to do Craven's Last Hunt straight away somehow. Which, which is, is what shot? It, look, spoilers for Craven's yes. Last Hunt, I guess. Okay. But... Craven tries to prove he's better than Spider-Man um, and at the crux of the story he realises he isn't because Spider-Man helps people <laughs> and as, then as with all superhero movies he's like I'm definitely better than him wait I'm not oh no 
And then Craven, who up until this point had always used like weapons, like handheld weapons and his bare hands to kill the like the game that he hunts. Uh, he pulls out a gun and commits suicide uh, oh. because he realizes he won't be as good as Spider-Man. Uh, he'll they never best him. They absolutely will not do that ending, though, because they need him for the Sinister Six. They'll bring him back. Like yeah, they will they kill him and bring him back Superman style. <laughs> they will bring him back straight away. Nobody will think that's weird. Um, so yeah, Keanu Reeves passed on the role of Craven the Hunter, Sean, but it's still out there. Craven the Hunter is still yet to be filled that role. I'm still going for Carol Urban, um, but I can see Joe Maginello, he can step in. May, I, I'm open to the idea, actually. I actually would prefer, as you say, Keanu Reeves maybe in a, in a different role. I definitely want him in a superhero film because he's, he's a very cool dude. Right, with attitude, shot. He's a and he's a lovely man. So I'd like to see him getting all the success. Um, so we're gonna move on to our next piece of news, shot. This is another remake of a movie that didn't just happen in the '90s, shot, or the '80s, or the '70s, or the '60s, or the '50s, or the '40s. In the '30s, shot. Is this train coming into station? That is such a movie college course or movie college course joke about that one film. It's fucking good though, isn't it? <laughs> what a reference. Um, no, it is about The Wizard of Oz, you idiot. Did we not already get a remake of that with James Franco? It's The Wizard of Oz remake is happening at New Line now, Sean. Okay, but... but why? What's the point? It's just we have, we don't know what happens. Let's do it again. Let's just fuck let's do it again. Of all the iconic films, <laughs> you pick that one. Here's the thing: Wizard of Oz. One of the big things is like, oh, it's in color. Yeah. Here's a movie that starts in black and white or sepia or whatever the fuck, and it goes color. Uh, that was what was on the poster, and. What's the modern day equivalent of that? Because 3D is shit. And. Um, hmm. 4D? For smell vision Spy Kids. Spy Kids Spy, 4 style. Spy Kids. Spy Kids 4, yeah. smell vision You could do that. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know why you would want to touch The Wizard of Oz, but when you think about it, it's perfect for them because everybody has heard of The Wizard of Oz, but probably a lot of kids haven't seen it. So. If you redo it, it falls into that weird little hole of, like, not a lot of people have seen... Like, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, I've seen Wizard of Oz, but they've seen, like, lots of clips of The Wizard of Oz. Or they know the story of The Wizard they've of Oz. They've seen it referenced in other things, yeah. Yeah, but, but if you redo the film, like, um, they did Alice in Wonderland, if you remember, if, like, a decade ago? They just are going to do, redo it again, just with modern actors. And you throw it all in, you make a billion dollars, everybody's laughing. I mean, it might work in a way. Like, it'll be a very different movie, though. And and maybe that is good, to to separate it from the old one. But the old one is so iconic that I think, in a weird way, it's almost going to be referencing itself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. From the first movie? I want um, the the flying, like, the witches flying uh, monster things, or, like, the birds. Uh, Yeah, the flying monkeys. I want them... To be like in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers film. I want them to have the exact same design. Really? The exact yeah. same? The exact same design, Sean, yes. Because we talked about that movie on Patreon, Connor. Yeah. And it, you said it was great. the greatest. No, you said it was the greatest set design you'd ever seen. Oh, that's true. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I forgot completely about all my <laughs> Sorry, principles. I had forgotten that, I, that you were enchanted by that set design. Sorry. Yes, no, You. I just think it would be a lot funnier if it was a very serious movie and then you had Ivan Ooze setting out those monsters. Oh, I... I d- with this movie as well, do you think... Wizard of Ooze! Do, <laughs> <laughs> do you think they're going to do dark and gritty, like Maleficent style? <laughs> Yeah, I want the dark and gritty. I want this as dark as humanly possible. I don't even want to be able to fucking see it. I want just the cowardly lion is found out because there's a mugging going on beside him and his friend gets mugged and he just looks at it and he's like, no, and he runs away. I want that like, his friend dies like. Here's, there's a point. 
Are they going to do a real lion or an anthropomorphized lion? Like a man oh, in a lion suit? I, t- I 100% it's CGI lion, surely. Like a real fucking lion? Yeah, like it'll be like Lion like, King style. Like Aslan? Yeah, very similar. Right, and the Tin Man, that'll be... Oh, the, the Tin Man, that'll just be set, that'll just be designed. <laughs> they just dress him up. And like, it's the same outfit from 1939. So it just like, beside Aslan the Lion looks really weird. And then Pete Davidson as the Scarecrow. <laughs> Scarecrow is Killian Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> just tie those universes together. Just, and bring and him in. In comes Kratos. Ew. Right. <laughs> You're, I'm listening. Go on. Um, right up to the big head behind the curtain. I, I, I just think that this movie, it's just, it's the perfect thing of what uh, Hollywood is, where nothing is sacred anymore. They have to remake everything. Yeah, and it's, they'll just do it for the sake of it. And wouldn't it be great to come up with an, a new idea as, like, innovative and culturally significant as the Wizard of Oz. Wouldn't it be great to come up with a new one of those? Wouldn't it just be good to come up with a new idea? Oh, that's even better. I'm just saying, I don't I don't want to speak out of turn here. But I just think that maybe somebody should be paid to think, hmm, that's never been done. I should do a movie about that. Connor, what you've done there, you've just yeah. used up the new idea in thinking <laughs> oh, that fuck. maybe we should have new ideas. Oh, yeah. My brain's melted now. I actually can you've only think of remakes. <laughs> see? See? That's all I can think of as Everybody's, well. I love Hercules. Your brain space only has enough room for original ideas, Sean. Eventually, you just have to keep doing diehards. Diehards and then... Directors recutting their own films again. Let's well, hey, come on now. Have a bit of respect for the greatest respect. movie ever. Oh, I'm so upset. <laughs> they are going to be doing a remake of The Wizard of Oz. Just when you thought nothing was sacred, they are also going to be doing this. I want it as dark and gritty as possible. I want just death. I want I want those flying monkeys to massacre some people. Um, I just want I want Alice to just uh, not Alice Jesus <laughs> I, I want I want um, well especially with the Tin Man to die I think <laughs> he needs to fear death at all times the Cowardly Lion needs to think yeah this is it at all times Dorothy doesn't make it true you want Dorothy to die in the I want Wizard Dorothy to die it's that, that dark and gritty it's just like skyscrapers raining it has to be raining all the time that's how we'll know it's cool and, and then at the very end the Wicked Witch invites her on a talk show um, to you know do some stand up comedy yeah yeah. And, then and she, she says she, she's like we live in a society and the witch is like we do we absolutely we, do we Dorothy do. you're dead do. right yeah fair play <laughs> Fair play. <laughs> oh man, what a bad idea! It'll make a billion dollars. Who it cares? Will, that annoys me, but it's fine. It, like, just leave it alone. Um, okay, well, we're gonna move on to our next piece of news, and Sean, you'll be surprised that this is a sequel. Um, so this is, but this is a sequel you might like because it's Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse two, Ooh. and the news this week is that the, we may have a new rumor has claimed to know the identity of the villain for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2. And it's, I would say, a C-list villain, which is why it's so weird. It's a very obscure Marvel character, very similar to earlier on with Doctor Strange. But that's because they claim that the villain for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2 will be a character known as The Spot. The Spot, you say? The Spot, Sean, Yes. I Interesting. Wonder, I, once again, this is one of those situations where I think Sean will probably know who this person is because he's got a weird brain for Marvel characters, but I have no idea. So please, do you have any information that you could possibly offer to kind of fill us all in on who the spot is? Yes. Uh, so uh, the spot was, he's, he's a scientist. Well, he was a scientist. Um, he, he was roommates with uh, Quentin Beck, Mysterio, actually. Um, oh, that, in, in that'll, that'll save a lot of time. Yeah. And yeah. Um, he he was studying... Do you remember I did a report on Cloak? 
uh, back in the day. From Cloak and Dagger, yes. Yes, so uh, Cloak, for anyone that doesn't know, is the human embodiment. He's a portal to a, a place called the Dark Dimension, um, where there's dark energy and you can travel through it and things like that. So uh, the, the, the sp- spotter, the spotter, Jonathan On is his name, um, was researching to try and replicate that, like artificially, like through science, to find a way into that dimension. Um, but he basically fell into the dimension, got tossed around a little bit, like a tennis oh. ball in a dryer, and okay. then was spat out. His skin was bleached white, um, but he had all these circles all over his body, and every one was a portal um, to another dimension. Um, right. He could, he could take them off his body and throw them places and make people <clears throat> fall into them. There's a very good comic panel of Spider-Man trying to punch him, um, and Spider-Man punches himself in the face because it goes oh. out one portal and in another. <laughs> That's a classic Peter Parker move. Well, Peter, Peter Parker, Parker will always harm himself or make his life worse if he can. That's definitely going to happen to <laughs> Peter B. Parker is all I'm saying. <laughs> 100%. Jake Johnson, you need to watch out for that. That is 100% coming your way. Um, but I th- the more you describe him, he's interdimensional and he, can, he has all these things on his skin that create dimension portals and this is Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse 2 Sean it's starting to make a lot more sense why they've chosen him it is all lining up isn't it Mm, it is it's almost like he's kind of weirdly the perfect villain because is there a character in Marvel I suppose in the rogues gallery of Marvel there wouldn't be a a character that is that perfect for if you're going to do a, a multiverse situation no, not on the level of, like, that they want in this movie. Because, obviously, you could do, like, the gods and celestials and, you know, even Mephisto, technically. You could do the other dimension stuff. But this is a much more on-the-ground feeling threat in terms of extra-dimensional travel. Um, because he's, like, he's not super-powered, is the thing. He's, he like, he, he's a teleporter, so, like, on the 1-7 to seven rating system... His speed will be seven, for example. Um, right. Okay. He's in- he's quite intelligent, um, because he's a scientist in Marvel. So obviously he has like superhuman <laughs> smarts, um, mm. but everything else about him, he's a regular man. You know, it's just you. C- it's he's hard to hit, basically. And actually, this go- kind of goes along with the fact that if he can create that many universes at will or that many portals. That kind of raises the question that we could be seeing a lot more Spider-Man in this film than had previously been seen. So what did we have in the last one? Five? Were there f- five uh, other ones? Um, there was Spider-Gwen. There was Peter B. Parker. Um, there was... Po- Spider-Pig. Spider-Ham. Spider-Ham. Um, you had the, the robot. Robot anime uh, Spider-Man. And yeah. then you had Spider-Man Noir. Yeah, and you had like the original Peter Parker in the first bit, I guess, as well. Yeah, um, played by Chris Pine, who I've rewatched that first twi- fifteen minutes, and that is like perfect Spider-Man. Oh, it's great! I love it. Yeah, so much. It's, it's so good. But um, and then of course you have Miles Morales as well. But I, I'm not count- counting him because he's the main character. But if you have five extra people coming in, this guy can create portals to hundreds of different places. And um, Chris uh, Miller and Phil Lord, who are directing the project or they work they were the ones who have done 21 jump street and they've done uh, into the spider verse the first one they've also said that there could be a whole bunch of characters they have a wide breadth of characters that are coming out of the spider-man universes now that they have to choose ones that they have to choose from i should say and that they get to pluck whoever they want to put into this film so we could see a countless other versions of spider-man come into this film as opposed to the last one yeah, and we've had, like, we got the tease of Spider-Man 2099 at the end of the first yeah, Spider-Verse. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, Oscar Isaac. It's fucking amazing. Um, mm. So you can just pull all of these weird, random, mental Spider-Men from all over the multiverse, pull them all into that movie. And then maybe they show up in the MCU somehow. Who knows? Ooh, yes. No, I, I just think this, the more I hear about Spider-Verse, like, I, I read the spot and I was kind of like, who the fuck is this guy? But now that you've described him, all I can say is like, 
oh yeah, that's like a weirdly perfect villain who a lot of people won't know, but you can use that villain to introduce the big villains that might people might know. Like, you yeah, like open this, a Spider-Man... Go on. Th- this villain could have been designed for Spider-Verse, but he just mm. happened to exist in comics already since like the 80s. And you, and you use him to say, even if you have a Green Goblin or whatever from a different dimension like he opens up a portal and green goblin comes in and you have like now you have six spider-man versus um a, si- a situation where maybe there's a bit of a sinister other six people there i'm not sure what you're getting at there but mm. go on justice league <laughs> is that a segue <laughs> justice league is our next <laughs> um uh, justice league is actually our last news story of the week but i was just a, i was making a, a quick little a bit of a, a funny gag shot bit of a good joke one of your best uh let's hope you top it next week <laughs> that's, that's, i'll just keep aiming higher and higher For eventually i hope they will be funny <laughs> one of these days you'll get there kid one, one of these days I just want to be like you um, so we were finishing off this week with the new trailer that everybody's talking about it is Zack Snyder's Justice League we have heard so many bits of news over the last three months just non-stop we've been inundated with news stories and finally we have been given a trailer for this film that will be now that be, will be released around in about 30 days 32 days because it's out on march 18th sean what are your thoughts on the Zack Snyder justice league trailer i think it's really really great go on okay can you justify that point to me first um it it, it was it looked cool has superman mm-hmm. in it has batman in it um has has dark side in it for a little bit uh, he kind of moves all- away can I just say that is all we're gonna see of Darkseid, isn't it? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. So this trend. Look, we have given Zack Snyder a lot of shit here on the show, and I think sometimes it's actually kind of become the norm to kind of give him shit, and people kind of go the opposite way. As with everything in our society, they're like, if a lot of people are like, "That's not good," you're gonna have a loud, a loud, a loud version. Other people to go, "I love that. That's amazing." And if That's you're fine. excited and about if you're excited about Justice League, that is completely your prerogative. That's pretty great. Personally, I feel like we should move on, and I feel like this is a weird anchor holding us back to the previous DC that wasn't very good. Yeah, this feels like uh, they just don't know how to break up with Zack Snyder, and they're just letting <laughs> yeah. him do his thing and hoping this that is he like, leaves on his own. We could still be friends, and then you like go to the cinema together as friends. <laughs> Yeah, and it's just, it's weird, and it's a weird dynamic. No, like this film, I'm fairly sure is going to be fundamentally the same movie that we've already seen, mm. only longer. Yeah, it's four hours, Sean. It's four hours long. From what I've been reading, that a lot of the additional scenes come from the whole Nightmare Batman sequence, um, which is like it's a dream. It's a, it's it's not real. And so does it make no, any difference? It hasn't. It makes no difference to the actual plot of the of the movie that we've already seen. Um, adding in more of that won't affect what they filmed for the end of that movie. Also, we will talk about the trailer itself. But and if we're going to start talking about the trailer, if you want to go about the nightmare scene, uh, two interesting parts about that. As you said, that's probably where he's going to add a lot of scenes. We see cyborg in the background of that now. Um, he's just over his shoulder but not only that is we've got Mr. Jared Leto because this is Jared Leto news that's right he's back the big I'm man so the glad I don't have to put that on like a soundboard that you're just always willing to fully commit to it <laughs> always no, I'll never give up um, but this is Jared Leto's finest hour shot as Joker surely he's no longer damaged now he's here to tell us all about the society that we live in and how fucked up it is. So the Joker spent a lot of money on tattoo removal, apparently. I, th- I think he spent a lot of money out. getting the tattoos, and then he got a lot of he spent a lot of money getting rid of them. Like I what? Okay, I'll say about this Joker design. It is certainly better than the Suicide Squad one. Um, I there's there's still elements like there's there's it just doesn't feel right to me um it feels like a very safe version 
of the Joker. Like it's not quite Heath Ledger, but it's not quite uh, you know Caesar Romero either. <laughs> I couldn't see his moustache underneath all that white paint. So maybe not Cesar Romero. But, like, apparently that the Joker... In, and I guess spoilers, possibly, for this movie. Uh, yeah. It's possible that the... Like, the Joker and Batman thing is that that's an internal dialogue in Batman's head. and um, That he has someone to talk to in moments of silence while he's in the wasteland area. Very similar to Arkham Knight. They do that, like, when... Yes! In, in Arkham Knight, he gets infected, and you can he you constantly see Joker, Mark Hamill's Joker, and he's constantly talking to you as you're going through missions. Yeah. Like, that's... that That's an interest. That's interesting. I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with that. Um, I will, like... For, 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 I'm going to try and stop shitting on this movie. It does... Like, some of the shots are very nice. It does look very good. Mm. I think um, it looks it looks it does look way I would say a hundred times better than the original Justice League. Absolutely. And yeah, Steppenwolf looks really, really good. Yeah, and Steppenwolf. In the last one he it, looked awful. Yeah, it's a really interesting thing they did with Steppenwolf in this trailer because nearly the first time we see him, he's bowing down to Darkseid. And he's he's saying, like, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do your work, boss. But like, when you see that like giant hulk of a spiky fucking alien man bowing to this other giant alien man, you know that the you know you know who's in charge, and you know where the real threat is. Mm. That's a very good way of showing that. It's a shame that we're probably like barring some major Twitter campaign, we're never going to see Darkseid in the in this film. Did you series. see that um, Zack Snyder uh, wanted Justice League 2 and he had to confirm that Justice League 2 isn't happening and he said that Warner Brothers had no interest yeah. in it. <laughs> I mean, until Twitter speaks up, guys. Hashtag Justice League 2. That's what we want. I Like, I'm just... It, it, I think I think my problem is that this universe doesn't interest me because I feel like it's never going to go anywhere um, and the, the things I've seen of it so far have not been enough to forgive the faults of it you know yeah we're um, kind of watching this in like okay well we'll give it one last go let's see what they have but we all know it's a lost cause like there, there's never going to be a follow-up. And if there is a follow-up, I think it'll probably be five years down the line. And does it really matter at that stage? Probably not. They've probably moved on to another Justice League movie or they have another one planned um, in, the, in the other universe with Robert Pattinson and everything. So I think this is kind of the last hurrah for the original DC movies. And I think it would get a lot more fanfare. But the first round or first go-round of these films were met with middling to negative, I would say. A lot of people liked them, but I would say mostly the majority was middling to negative. And so it's kind of like we're celebrating something everyone was kind of like lukewarm on to start with. Yeah, and we're hailing this um, recut as like, oh, we want to tell the true version of this film. But you had your chance to do that. Like, Warner Brothers had their chance to make this film and they decided it wasn't the route they wanted to go. And that's what soured public opinion on these things. Well, okay, so in terms of the trailer itself, we have Lex Luthor talking uh, at the start. He's like, oh, the god is dead and they're talking about Superman. We have Batman telling us all that there's an attack coming. He feels it in his bones. He had a dream. He had a, I had a dream and I was on a lot of drugs and I seen Jared Leto. Don't talk to me, Wonder Woman. It was pretty bad. But I'm telling you, there's an attack coming from a bull-looking chap and he's not too happy. And then we have Alfred saying the line about um, don't, don't put a red cape in front of a charging bull. Which Symbolism. Is a symbolism to um, Superman and Steppenwolf. So maybe he's saying don't bring back Superman because he has a red cape because Steppenwolf looks slightly like a bull, which I think is poor advice because as has been proven in this universe, Superman is way more powerful than everybody else in the team. And the first step you should always take is let's resurrect Superman. <laughs> he might win it for us. 
but the, the oh, and we see um, black suit Superman. Black suit Superman, trailer. yes. Very angry, uh, very willing to. Oh, I was angry. Oh, I was angry. Lasers out of eyes. Uh, mm. Not happy to be w- woken up uh, this early. But no, the snooze button was pressed a few times. He was not happy about being resurrected. He's been dead like a whole six months or something in this continuity. (laughs) And everybody's just over it. Waves. Everybody's moved on. But we then see a shot later in the film. It's that shot outside of uh, Martha's farmhouse. And he's topless, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and and that's that. We've already seen that. That's really like he just flies to Kansas and he's fine again. No, Um, he's really angry. And then Lois is like, you're a nice guy, Clark. I love you. Don't you remember your family house? Huh? You're a good guy. And he's just like, I don't want to kill anyone anymore. You're right. I'm a good boy. <laughs> and he's after kicking the shit out of Justice League. Yeah, he's done so much harm. <laughs> um, so you have Black Suit Superman. Um, you have Iris West in this as well. Now, we've seen a little bit of her, but uh, you see uh, the Flash saving her. It's just another shot. We're kind of just trying to pick out all the new shots from this trailer because a lot of the shots have been used before in a previous movie, if you can kind of remember that in film. Um, you, I, I mentioned that Steppenwolf looked a lot better. What did you think about Batman still insisting on the guns and the tanks? There's heaps of guns in this. So There's many guns. There's heaps of violent assault weapons being used by a character that, fair enough, will beat a man two within an inch of his life. But mm. we'll never fire lead at him. Even at aliens. I don't think I've ever seen Batman fire a laser at an alien. Like a laser gun. No, anything with gun, he generally decides, no, no, not for me. Mm, yeah, and now unfortunately we probably should have expected this due to the fact Zack Snyder was the one who came up with the idea originally. He- and even though he stepped away, he's now back. So I feel like we should have expected that it was going to get more gun heavy. And what do you feel about the bat tank? Um, the bat. I mean, I suppose they had that in Batman Begins as well. Like he had, he had a bat tank in that regard, um, and they had one in Arkham Knight as well. Where I think it was, it was weirdly explained. Like, oh, if you touch the edges, you get electrocuted. And when he fires it, he fires uh, sandbags. So like, you're not firing actual bullets. You're just absolutely breaking ribs and bones yeah. and stuff, which could still See, kill I'm, people, like, but. Still killing me. They're definitely dead. Like, but yeah, like, oh yeah, hundred percent. Like, this is another element from the Dark Knight Returns, the one comic book that Zack Snyder <laughs> has read. <laughs> yes, yes, true. He does have a tank in that comic book. Yes. So like, look, look, it's a good comic book, but it's 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 later days Batman, and we've not seen early days Batman at all. You you also have a um, little bit of Granny Goodness. She appears. Her dark side and Steppenwolf are all walking along a little platform. Uh, Granny Goodness what, is in the background. Um, she's like the best way I could describe her is she's like the Granny in Futurama. Oh, she's like mom. <laughs> yeah, she's like she's like nice on TV, or she's like really good, and then behind the scenes she's pure evil. Excellent, I love it. She's she's in a Young Justice. Like I think she's the big bad of season three. Like so, she's um she's very much behind the scenes. She's always up to something, and she's she's um she's clearly beside Darkseid and Steppenwolf in space here. So she's not of Earth currently, but n- normally I see her as like. She's like an old politician or an old something. Very simple, like like Futurama, where she's like an old politician or an old spokesperson who's always on the news going, well, maybe these superheroes aren't so good, guys. You know what I mean? Maybe... You can trust I'm me. Just, I'm just little old me, but I just think these superheroes need to be stopped. And then behind the scenes, she's got like a whole factory designing monsters to kill the superheroes. Yeah, and do we know if this is getting released outside of HBO Max at all? Uh, I don't think so right now. We have no information on that. I think it's still on HBO Max. Right, so me and you need to fly to America, get We're a gonna HBO fly to Max America, subscription. Watch it, and then we'll do a review on the show. My God, imagine. Are we going <laughs> to... This is something we'll talk about off, off mic. <laughs> <laughs> um, you also have... Um, I, all, all I will say is there's not a lot of surprises. And no. I think my last note is Joker FFS. So Joker for fuck's sake. 
Because <laughs> that, that whole scene is just an add-on. Joker, I don't think, is even there, really, as you said. Like, I think Batman's just talking to him in his brain, um, in this nightmare world, and then when it'll cut back and it'll just be the same film. Yeah, it, it's, it, 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 it's stuff that was cut, and it was cut for a reason, because it didn't progress the plot at all. Mm. Sean, are you excited about Justice League any more after watching this trailer? I am as excited as I was, which is <laughs> That's not, not a lot. very... <laughs> not a lot. We started on a two. We started on a two. I'm at maybe a, a two right now. I, 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 I think I for me, I'm in an interest, like, I want to be excited about this. Like, I'm like, oh, that looks good. But every time, like, I lean slightly forward, then I remember, oh, there's a whole movie that they're already re... Like, they're redoing that movie, and that movie was really bad. So then I just, like, sit back. I'm going, like... I can't get excited for something that I know I've already seen the worst bits of. Yeah, like, if this comes out and it's mostly the same story, with with, with extra scenes that just slow it down, that's the worst this could possibly be. Because this is, at the minute, in my head, it's the hour and a half of Justice League with another two and a half hours added on of stuff they deleted in the first time around. Yeah, like, that's what a cutting room floor is for. (laughs) (laughs) So, Sean, I think that's it for this week's Movie Mondays, but we're excited about Justice League, yay! (laughs) We're all equally excited about it and can't wait. (laughs) I just think it's the best movie ever. And if you don't believe that, I can't wait to see it. I think Batman Killing Aliens, I can't wait to see Jared Leto back as Joker, telling me he lives in a society. I'm I'm freaked out. I just think this movie's made for me. Well, well look, there's, there's its target demographic there, is mm. people who think they'll like it. I just think this should be a trilogy. I'm just saying, never mind two, make three of them. Ten-year franchise, perhaps. Ten-year franchise? How are you telling me Hercules gets a ten-year franchise? Not this masterpiece. It feels like it's been going on for ten years, all right? Yeah. Um, Sean, do you want to take us out? Uh, yeah, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We will be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero or Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Uh, big thank you goes out to all of our patrons over on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Heroes for Hire podcast, by the way. That's where you can go and support the show if you want to. Whole host of rewards up there. One of those rewards being a shout out on the show. So, of course, uh, shout outs have to go out to. And before I do this, I'm legally required to say whatever name the people want, okay? <laughs> I know what's going to come up here, and I'm very happy about it. Please, everyone, keep changing your names. Please, Sean, continue. So big thanks goes out to Waffles Williams, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Raymond D's Nuts Ging, <laughs> Roshi Nally, Ryan Evanson, Sean Spear for a Head Jamieson, mm-hmm. Dominic, Josiah Florida Gal Green, Anna Aspiring Sharkfoot, Helm Roos, Lil Dicky Tiny But Mighty McGrew, and Luke Hothoff Podcast. Lil Dicky McGrew, he changes his name every single week and it gets better. It doesn't make any sense. There's so many versions of this Google Doc now. Amazing. <laughs> But, oh man, when I keep seeing all these name changes and people, like, everyone's messaging the Instagram and the Twitter just being kind of like, oh, I want to change it to this. I, I immediately get on the Sean, change it to that, and he just gives me a look of like, I'm going to have to read so much. And then when I heard these Nuts was one of the additions I thought, he's going to have to read it. He's he's like Ron Swanson. Thought we've peaked. We've beat Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Ron Sorry, Swanson Ron Burgundy. would not entertain this, my friend. <laughs> No, Ron Swanson would be very against it. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say thanks to everyone for the continued support. Uh, other ways you can support the show there is our merch store linked below. Um, or you can follow us on all the social medias. They're all linked there as well. But the most important thing is just tell one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. And I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I've been Connor Lawler. I have been Sean Mead. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye.